138, 162, 158, 164, 172, 210, 218. They sound like random numbers, but they're my weight at certain points in my life. I was so attached to them. Let me share why I'm trying to become detached, like immediately. Welcome to One Foot Forward. What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Tasha. Happy Friday to you. Hope that you have had a productive week and now you have the space to just kind of chill. Thank you so much for the feedback on the podcast so far. Again, one episode and I have a million thoughts in my brain. Like I could probably do this 20 times a day for a year at least, but I appreciate the feedback and looking forward to answering some of the things and addressing some of the things that you all presented to me through your feedback. So again, thanks for that. So in the intro, you hear all of those numbers and the short version is, yes, I have been between 138 and 232 in my adult life. And I have been trying to figure out where my obsession with weight came from. So the entire time I was in high school, I never got on a scale, not once. I knew I was thick and that was it. And that was all I needed to know. I did feel slightly uncomfortable at times because I was one of the bigger girls in the dance program. And if you've seen dance programs, then you know dance is not necessarily a flexible environment when it comes to weight, but that's all I knew. And I went to college and I danced in college my first year at Tennessee State. And I remember my dance teacher and God bless her because I love her so much. But I remember her writing on the board our name and how many pounds she thought we needed to lose. That stayed on the board for a long time. It wasn't just up when we were in practice. It was up through all of her classes and people knew I was dancing. And I kind of became aware, but I feel like maybe I did the opposite to fight back. And so within a few months, I had started dating a guy and I pledged Zeta and my weight was going up and up and up and up. And I quit the dance team. It was a moment I wish I could take back because it was something I loved. But I just remember like going bonkers as far as, and I mean, literally bonkers. I didn't make the majorette squad and I literally was suicidal. That's another episode. But anyway, and so as it goes on, I fall into a depression. Then I get married. Then I get pregnant. Then my son dies in my arms. The first time I've been on antidepressants and the first time I can remember being very, very, very close to 200 pounds. And my family, we're all thick. And that's the word I want to use for it. And so when I would come home, I was starting to look like them. And so it was all good. You know, when you come home, everybody wants to feed you. It's all good. 
and my grandmother, Lord rest her soul, my dad, mom, my dad's mom, looked me directly in my face and said, you're getting fat. And it hurt, but it was so real. I was also going through the depression and I got pregnant with my son, Jay, maybe about eight months later after my son Jordan died and I was 210 pounds. And I feel like I don't know what happened because the months before it had been in a, in a haze. Well, anytime you start going through this weight loss process, you start trying to put the pieces together. Like, you know, were there signs? Have I always eaten this way? What happened? And I do remember being a thin girl, but I had what my family called a high booty. So I don't know if that means that my butt was big then and I was just thin but I don't really know. And I do remember coming into my body early in life where I was 12, looking like I look now with bigger breasts and being told that I couldn't wear certain things because men looked at me a certain way. And so I'm starting to think these messages about my body had been in the background for a minute, a good minute. After my son was born, I almost immediately went into getting a divorce. 22, 23, all. And uh, it was a struggle. And this is when I got into the eating disorders and the starving myself and dancing eight hours a day and then going to the gym for two hours, drinking V8 and living on ramen noodles. And I met my husband in the summer of 2000. And I was probably 180-ish, maybe. And so my promise to myself was to never get over 200 pounds ever again. And we walked by the scale. Maybe we had been dating a little over a year. I had finished grad school and had been through a custody battle with my son. And I had happy weight. And ladies, you know what I mean? When we get in that relationship, We start eating good and feeling good. I was drinking. I was having a good time. And we walked past the scale in the mall. And I don't know if you all remember these. It would be like, have you checked your weight today? And I remember getting on that scale and I was 195 pounds. And it was as if my whole world stopped. I started working out because I wanted to be in shape for my son, period. I never thought that it would make me some person that people wanted to be close to as if weight loss is magical. People never ask me about the mental process. They want to know what did I eat? How much did I exercise? How much did I do cardio? Where did I do it? And I'm fascinated by that. I'm fascinated by the fact that we look at before and after pictures on social media and we are obsessed with these people's lives. I commend anyone who takes control over their life and fights back, but it's not the end all. And I want to tell you that working in the fitness industry, a lot of these people that you see have lost weight in unhealthy ways. I'm talking about starvation. I'm talking about excessive exercise. I'm talking about peels and wraps and shakes and dramatic stuff, but all you see, all we see is the before and after picture. 
And so as I have come into this period in my life, I'm 43 now, dealing with what I'm dealing with, I have to come face to face with, I may never see 130 something pounds again. I may never see 140 something pounds again. And when I was in the 130s or 140s, it was probably the worst time physically I've ever had because I was sick all the time. I had IBS, so I couldn't eat for like two months. Y'all, nothing but oatmeal. That is a true story. And I'm not sure I'm willing to sacrifice the things that I sacrificed to be some kind of weight. When I think about the places I didn't go or the friends I couldn't be with or the things I passed up just because I was so neurotic about, is this going to make me gain weight? It's like I lost a part of my life worried about a number. And I was making myself miserable. The constant food journaling. And and let me go ahead and say that I do food journal at times just to kind of see what kind of nutrients and, and keep count with myself when I need a little bit of accountability. But I mean, I couldn't swallow a Tic Tac without running for my journal. I got to write it down. I got to write it down. Oh my gosh, I ate that cake now. Well, I ate the cake because I was frustrated because I felt like I had no control over the rest of my life. It was like protein shake, 1500 calories and eat your greens, eat peppers. I don't even like peppers that much, but I was willing to do what I had to do to get where I thought I wanted to go. Physically, other than the health problems, I feel pretty good. Um, Yeah, I still have the excess skin from going up and down in weight. I have lots of it. I have lots of stretch marks. I have cellulite. I have it all. I have had four, five, six surgeries. So I have the scars. I have everything. But when I wake up, I put one foot on the ground, y'all, just like everybody else, and decide I'm going to go give it my best. And I do know that I have gotten double glances since gaining weight um, about whether I can do my job as a personal trainer and a fitness instructor. And the truth of the matter is I haven't slowed down. It's actually made me a better trainer because I feel like I can relate. I understand the struggles. I know what it's like to not be able to sleep and you ate a lemon and you gained five pounds. I get it. I get it. And so I have been able to become more engaged in their process and their feedback and being able to give honest direction because I know firsthand I have a 15 year old daughter and I can remember we used to all get to scale around and get on it or whatever and my daughters used to my daughter used to come home and say mommy I want to know how many pounds I got I want to know how many pounds I got and that terrified me This is the same year she was coming home and her friend was telling her she needed to do low carb and do crunches to get a six pack um, abs or whatever. My daughter was like seven or eight. And so I know that my patterns, whether I believe she's watching me or not, she is. There are lots of young girls connected to my space because I have children. And it's important for me to say, I want you to be healthy and well, physically and mentally, and I don't want you focusing on a finish line that you never cross. 
because when you're 120, you want to be 115. And when you're 115, you want to be 110. And the people who are 110 want to put on extra muscle and they want to be 120. It's a constant ongoing cycle. I want to be happy. Period. I want to be healthy. I want to live past these health challenges that my family has. I want to see my kids have kids. Those are my goals. It's no longer a size. And I have to tell you, there are days that I battle. I struggle. Because I have to get in front of people. And I have all of this excess skin juggling around. And I know people aren't listening to me. They're looking at me. And it's hard, y'all. It's hard feeling like your worth is being judged by what you look like, how much you weigh, whether all of your stomach fat fits in your pants. And I struggle. And I feel like I'm in recovery going longer without getting on the scale one week, two weeks, a month, two months. How do you feel? Because the minute I look at the scale and it doesn't say what I wanted to say, my mood goes down. It's like I'm ready to fight. That's just not worth it, y'all. All of those numbers that you heard in the beginning, it brings on anxiety. Thinking about, I need to get back. I'm not trying to go back. I'm going forward. Period. And so I hope that if you're struggling with the idea of weight or feeling like there's something that has to happen to you physically in order to be loved and cared for in order for you to be happy and well, first, reach out to somebody. Like really get in a conversation with someone that you trust. Get in a healthy wellness environment. And I don't mean places that um, force you to try to get to a number that may not be right for you at this stage in your life. You feel like you don't have anybody to talk to? Hit me up. Hiphealthychick at gmail.com. You can always find me on social media, Hip Healthy Chick, everywhere. And this is me reaching my hand to you because I know it's hard and I know it's serious. But it will be the death of us long before a piece of cake. Y'all, I'm super long-winded. I could talk about this all day. But I just wanted to throw that out there as I go into the weekend, thinking about teaching a class at Athleta tomorrow and wondering if I'm going to be judged before I even start talking. It's hard, but we can do it. Peace and love to y'all. I appreciate you listening. I'll catch you next time. I'm open to any feedback, any questions, comments, or concerns. Let's keep the conversation real and relevant. Catch you next time.